We are on Yevamos Kuf Chof Amen Aleph 120a, beginning a new Mishnah, and this is the new last series of Mishnayos for the entire Mesechta, for the entire tractate of Yevamos, as we are really heading towards the end here, with a few weeks left. Uh, the Mishnayos now sort of take a, a change in direction. Until now, we have really been discussing who is allowed to testify about the death of a husband. Um, and we've seen that there are uh, various leniencies in general. We require two witnesses with regards to uh, these areas of law. Uh, we require two witnesses. But when it comes to the death of a husband, because we want to make sure that the wife doesn't remain in a guna, she doesn't remain somebody who can never get married again. So we rely not just on one witness, but there's a, there's a lot of leniencies. The, the wife herself could testify. People who are generally disqualified to testify are now allowed to testify. It could be aid me aid. It doesn't even have to be direct. One witness could hear it from another witness, uh, meaning you didn't hear it, you didn't see it directly, but you heard it from somebody else who saw uh, the death of the husband. Uh, so there are many leniencies with regards to who could testify. The Mishnayos now will begin discussing what type of what do they have to see. What actually do they have to see in order for the person to, to be deemed as somebody who passed away? And when it comes to that issue, we really do not have such leniencies. When it comes to the issue of actually identifying the person, uh, which, uh, which uh, you know, is, it could be relevant uh, also today, unfortunately, uh, in terms of identifying somebody, uh, so, so ultimately, in terms of identifying who who that person is, that requires a high level of of um, probability that this is the person who is that, that we can identify such a person. So, before we even begin the Mishnah, just to give a little bit of a background, this really falls under the the, the topic of simanim. Simanim is how to identify that something belongs to somebody that somebody that this is this is the right person. It's about identification, um, and when it comes to identification, there I would say there, there there are at least four categories. One category is what's referred to as a simen garua. It's a weak, it's a weak uh, form of identification. If it's a weak form of identification, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, that's that's the lowest. The next is that, and let's say for that one, it's let's say just to say somebody's tall or short, uh, or a color, just red or white. We'll get to that in the Gemara. That's, that's a weak form of identification. The next level is a simon benani. It's in between. It's not great. It's not bad. Um, it's somewhere in between. Um, and there's some f- different ways of, of, uh, of identifying where it's in between. So that there's a dispute whether that would be sufficient on a biblical level or only on a rabbinic level. Uh, that is a big, big dispute that's found here. We'll see that in our Gemara. It's also found elsewhere when it comes to lost objects and returning lost objects. It's a parallel idea. But when it comes to our Gemara, it has to work on a biblical level because we're talking about a very uh, a, a ramification that's on a on a biblical level with regards to marriage um, and whether the wife could remarry after uh, after such testimony. So that's on on the middle ground, and then above that is a simon muvak, which is a great a great form of identification. It's uh, it's an ideal form of identification, and for that everybody agrees. Um, at least most would agree. I wouldn't say everybody. Most would agree that that works on a biblical level. At, at the very least, everybody agrees that um, it, it, it will it will have impact on a biblical level. But I don't want to get into that. At the end of the day, it it would work on a biblical level. 
And then beyond that, number four is not even a form of identification, but it's just something that's referred to as tfias ayin. It's 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 it. That's it. It's not it's not that you need a sign that, and therefore it's like a it's, it's like a form of of knowing, like a birthmark or something. It's no. I see the face. I see that. That's the person. That, that's it, it's clear. It, it's clear that that's the person. I, I I can identify. I see the face. I I. It's not like I I need some sort of. Uh, mark on the, this is the clothing that the person wears. No, this is the person. I see their face. And so that's really the fourth form. It's not in that, it's not, it's not a simon. It's not a sign to the fact that this is the right person, that, that, that I've identified the person. I, I see the person. I know what they look like. This is the person. And so that's really the highest level. So again, we have four different levels, which the Gemara is going to discuss, um, either directly or indirectly, all of them. Uh, it's really going from lowest to highest. It's, it's a weak form of, a uh, weak form of identification, a middle ground, the highest level, and then above that is just, that's the person. I know that that's exactly the person. Uh, so, with that introduction, let's see the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, That the only way you can testify is by testifying about uh, the actual face. Um, you have to testify about the actual face of the person, and you have to, in addition to the fact that there has to be a nose. If there's no nose, then it's a problem. We'll see also in the Gemara that you need to have the forehead. You need to have the full face uh, in order to, um, <coughs> to in order to identify uh, the person, uh, the full face. And we'll see that uh, many of the commentators explain that this is really the highest form. This is the highest form of of identification because it's not even just a, a simon. It's not even a sign, but that is the person. Their full face is in in full display after they passed away and that is the person it's referred to as tvias ayin that's the highest form and that's what you can testify about we'll see in the Gemara that you could probably also testify about a simon muvak even if it's not just the, the face but it's uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's, it's a highest form of, of identification which the Gemara will get to so maybe that would work also however what wouldn't work is if we have uh, let's say a, a middle ground perhaps a uh, form of of a simon uh, of an identification, or even maybe a lower level than that. Anything which is would only work on a rabbinic level. The Gemara will discuss this if it's on his body, or, or about his body, or let's say it's on his clothing, or some object that he's holding that belongs to him that we think belongs to him, and that is his. Um, so these are these are weaker forms that would not work, would not work to identify the person. The Gemara will will discuss. We'll discuss this in greater length. Um, now, there there is a discussion about before we even get to the next line. There is a discussion about uh, is this Mishnah limited to a case where all there is that's remaining is the face? Uh, because let's say uh, whatever the case is, the, the Mishnah itself will discuss cases where uh, terrible tragedies of where the body is is cut up uh, or it was devoured by an animal, and all you have is the face. But what would happen if you have the whole body? Um, so then perhaps you don't just have to t- identify the person based on the face, but maybe you have the rest of the body. So that is a, a that is subject to debate in terms of having that clarity of who this person is and just recognizing the person, not just an identification mark, but really recognizing the person. Would you need specifically the face? Or if you have the rest of the body, would that also suffice? That is, that is subject to debate. And the next line of the Mishnah says as follows, so, the first part was how to identify the person. The second part is, 
what has to happen to the person? And the Mishnah says that you have to know that the person died. You have to know that the person died. He says, That even if you see that um, the person, it, you see like cut up limbs, uh, uh, horrific uh, scenarios, cut up limbs, you still have to assume that the person's alive. Or hanging, parts, of, parts are hanging, you still have to assume that uh, the person is alive. Um, or, or you saw him being hung and you didn't stay uh, till he actually died. You still have to assume that something happened. It's not again for this. You need full proof. And even if he was devoured by an animal, but you don't, you didn't stay there to see if he actually died. That's not good enough proof. You actually have to be there to know for sure that he died. Um, so that that's what the Mishnah says. And then the Mishnah says, Also, in terms of going back to identifying the person, you only have three days um, from when he was attacked. To identify the person, because beyond three days, we assume that the body uh, changed uh, physically; that there's a, a physical change within the body, and therefore, um, you wouldn't be allowed to testify if it was beyond three days. Um, that's what that's what the mission says. Now, what happens if you're not sure? <laughs> Let's say you just see the body; you don't know when uh, this body was attacked. At what point in time was it? Within three days? Was it after three days? So that is actually subject to debate. Could we be lenient or do we have to be stringent can we assume that it happened within three days or not that is a big big debate Rabbi Yehuda Mbava Omer Rabbi Yehuda Mbava says local Adam local Amakam local Asho Shavan Rabbi Yehuda Mbava says no three days can't be the determining uh, time timeline that we give because people are different in terms of how their body changes after death um, in terms of identifying a person and some places could be hotter than others and not all times are the same and so the place can be different, the times can be different, the person can be different, and so therefore, something. The Gemara will explain. Therefore what? Therefore we're more lenient or more stringent. Uh, we'll see that in the Gemara. The Gemara will address that. But if you read him above, it does say that we can't just give a, a certain cutoff of three days, that if you saw the body after three three days after it died, that you can no longer identify the person. Uh, everybody's different. The Rebbe above says everybody's different, and so therefore, something. Either we're lenient or stringent. We'll get to that in the Gemara, uh, but it's different. Okay, let's begin. Let's begin the Gemara. Tanur Rabbanan. We are taught in a Brisa. Padachas v'lo pirtzapanim. Pirtzapanim v'lo padachas. Emi yidin ashu shneim imachotem. If all you have is the forehead, without the actual face itself, or if you have the face without the forehead, you cannot testify until you have both. You need to have both the forehead and the face um, uh, together with the nose. Now, the requirement of the nose is a discussion whether that's a biblical requirement or a rabbinic requirement, but it is required. What's the source for this idea that you need the face, that there's significance to the face? So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Hakar's they quote a verse from Yeshaya that says that, uh, that you testify about, the show, about their face, about the show of their face itself. And so therefore, the face is the main form of, of testimony. Now the Gemara now says they, they bring a story to say how the forehead is really important. You need the forehead as well. You could have argued that the forehead, everybody's forehead is the same. The answer is no. Abba Bar Marsa do Abba Bar Minyomi. There's a certain person have a maski bay to bay reish galusa. He borrowed money from the reish galusa, uh, from the head of uh, the, the political leader, uh, which uh, at certain times they were very corrupt and he was scared to approach them. So what did he do in order to hide from them? Icy kira. He took a piece of wax dubek bebelisa. He stuck it to uh, some fabric, 
And so therefore he put that fabric, uh, he stuck it at his forehead so that it would change his forehead appearance. And then that, uh, that uh, he passed by them and they didn't recognize him. And so therefore because he was able through wax, uh, by putting this wax on his forehead with a piece of fabric so he was able to change the appearance of his forehead, they were not able to recognize him. So that potentially, you know, maybe has impact today with uh, with masks that everybody wears. So uh, uh, how easily easily recognizable are people with their masks on? Again, we need this is not just that you could you could somewhat recognize the person or be somewhat confident. We need full proof. We need actual full proof. This is a serious testimony uh, to allow the wife then to remarry. So even though, again, as we pointed out in the beginning, we have various leniencies about who could testify, but about what they're testifying about, we don't have leniencies. We are we are. We want to know that with, they are certain that this is the person and that the person died. Continues the Gemara. So we said that just the face, to, to recognize the face, that's the highest form of testimony. That's, that, that we will accept. But if you just have simonim, you have identification marks, a way of identifying either the person or the clothing that he's wearing, that does not work. So the Gemara says, wait, if it doesn't work, this is sort of, excuse me, this is like a middle ground identification mark. So it sounds like that doesn't work on a biblical level. Does it really not work on a biblical level? Or a minute, we have the following question. We have the following case where um, there was, it's discussing a case of a divorce. That, uh, that there was uh, an, an agent, uh, the husband appointed an agent in order to get divorced. The husband has to give a divorce document to his wife. He appointed an agent to deliver the document and he lost it. He lost uh, the document itself. And he then found it, and it was it was attached to, um, I guess, uh, some bag, different types of bags, or a ring, or it was found uh, amongst his own personal possessions. So even if it was after a long time, it works. He can rely upon it because those are distinguishing marks on these objects. He can identify what it's attached to and that belongs to him. Um, and then he can actually deliver the divorce document. Well, to get divorced, it has to be done on a biblical level. That's a biblical requirement. If she wants to remarry, she has to be divorced on a biblical level. So we see that seemingly it does work on a biblical level. So the Gemara answers, Amar Baye, Lo Kasha, Harab Eliezer ben Mahavai, Harabanan. Abaye answers, we'll see that there's other answers, but Abaye answers that whether or not it works on a biblical level is a dispute between the Rabbanan, the majority, and Rabbanan ben Mahavai. How do I know? Detanya, what's the proof? Because it says as follows, it says, Detanya, it says in Abraisa, the first opinion says that you cannot testify about a person's identity based on a mole on his body. And Rabbi Lezer ben Avai says you could testify based on a mole. What are they arguing about? My What are they arguing about? Using a mole as a, as a form of identification that whether you could or whether you can't is a dispute as to whether or not it works on a biblical level or works on a rabbinic level. So we have two opinions here. One says it works on a biblical level, so therefore, therefore you could uh, testify about this mole and it would work to, to say that this is the person who died. And the other opinion says, no, it doesn't work because it only works on a rabbinic level and we need it to be working on a biblical level. So that's Abaye's understanding of that dispute. Rava says, no, you can understand the dispute differently, in different ways. There's different ways to understand this dispute. It's really unclear what exactly they're arguing about. It says Rava, I'm a Rava, siman Rabbi says, maybe this is really, really, this form of an identification does work on a biblical level. 
Really, it does work on a biblical level. When it comes to a mole, a mole might be different because there's a concept in the Gemara that if two people were born around the same period, time period, so then maybe they have similar, um, they have a similar, uh, similar identification marks. They have similar marks on their bodies. They, they could both have a mole that if they're both born during the same time period. And so therefore, one opinion says that it is common. And so therefore, you can't use that as a form of testimony. The other opinion says that it's not common. And so therefore, you could use it as a form of testimony. But everybody agrees that if it wasn't for that, then really it does work on a biblical level, this, this mill ground. Vikadamri, or you could say alternatively, Alternatively, you could understand this to mean that uh, when it comes to a mole, after a person dies, is it normal for it to change? Is it normal for the mole itself to change right after a person dies? The first opinion says you cannot use that as an identification mark, even though in general it would work on a biblical level, but in this case it doesn't work because it changes right after the person dies. Rabbi Lazar ben, uh, ben Mavai would say, no, you could testify. Why? Because it doesn't change after the person dies. So there's different ways to explain it, says Rava. It's not that, it's not as clear cut as Abaye is saying to say that the opinion that says you could uh, testify is because he holds that this middle ground works on a biblical level. This middle form of, of, of identification works, uh, works uh, for a mole, let's say, works uh, on a biblical level. And the first opinion says you can't testify works only on a rabbinic level. No. They both can hold it works on a biblical level, and there's other factors to take into account. Alternatively, Ikadami Amarava, there's another version that Rava says, everybody says that it works on a rabbinic level. Everybody agrees that that middle ground works on a rabbinic level. The whole dispute is, well, maybe a mole is better than that middle ground. Maybe a mole is a higher form of identification. It's the highest form. That why Marsaver Simon Movak, Marsaver Lav Simon Movak. One holds that it works as a as as a really uh, an expert form of identification, and the other the other opinion says that it doesn't. If it works as an as as a, an expert form of identification, that works uh, certainly on a biblical level, and therefore you could testify. The first opinion says that it doesn't. It's it's, it's the second category, uh, the middle ground category, and everybody agrees that's only on a rabbinic level, and. Therefore, it, it wouldn't work according to that opinion. According to Rebelezer Minavai, he says that you could testify because it's not under category number two, it's under category number one, and it's the highest form of identification mark. Fine. And those are all the different ways of interpreting it. The Gemara now asks, Ulahach lishna According to Rava, according to the version that Rava said, Simanim de Araisa, that really... Uh, this middle ground form of identification works on a biblical level, and there's other reasons why a mole might not work, because maybe it changes after the death, or whatever the reason is. So how does he explain the Mishnah? In the end of the day for the Mishnah, Rava explained that case uh, that has to do with a divorce document. And he also explained the case, uh, not about the divorce document, but about the case of the mole. He explained that. But what about the Mishnah? The Mishnah says you're not allowed to use Simonim, you can't use identification marks that are this middle ground on his body or on his clothing. But why not? It works on a biblical level. What's wrong? So Rava would answer, what is the Mishnah talking about? Gufo d'arach v'got. It has to be not level 2, but level 3. Again, there's level 1, 2, and 3. Level 1, everybody agrees, works on a biblical level. Level 2 is this whole dispute, biblical or rabbinic. Level 3 is everybody agrees it doesn't work on a biblical level. It's gufo d'arach v'got. You just say that he's tall or short with that specifics. So that everybody agrees wouldn't work. What about the clothing or different things that uh, that he's holding on to that seemingly belongs to him? Caleb, 
We're concerned that maybe he's borrowing it. Very interesting idea. That maybe he's borrowing it and really doesn't belong to him, but he's just he's just borrowing it. And so you can't use that as proof because maybe it's he's just borrowing it and it's not really uh, maybe it's not really that person that you think it is. Maybe the person who owns it lent it to somebody else and it's really somebody else. So you can't use it as proof. Um, so Gemara says, I understand. We're always concerned for people borrowing. So we know that uh, there are certain cases of returning lost objects that it does work, such as Chomer Bissimni Ukov Hadrinan. We're allowed to use, um, you can return a donkey based on the saddle. The saddle is viewed as a, as a good distinguishing mark. So how, how could you return the donkey based on the saddle? Maybe somebody else borrowed the saddle, so you don't really know who the owner is. How could you return that? So the Gemara answers, and, and we know that that's true, that you could. So the Gemara answers, no. People don't borrow saddles. It's not common to borrow saddles because it hurts. It bruises the donkey. Um, so therefore, people don't, for objects that aren't uh, normally uh, borrowed, so then you could use it as proof, but... Otherwise, you can't use it as proof. Similarly, Mitzvah, Kosher, Bikesu, Ba'arni, Kibitapas, Hechim, Adrinan, the Gemara asks, um, how could you, if you have a divorce document, uh, what we had earlier is tied to different bags, a money bag, a purse, or a ring, how could you return it? Maybe the person is borrowing it. But for any object, maybe the person is borrowing it. So the Gemara says, no. Taba'a, so when it comes to a ring, you don't lend because Chayshi um, Lizaife. It's uh, you don't lend that. It's a type of ring which you're, it's a signature ring uh, that you sign with. Uh, nobody's going to lend that out because that's your own signature, and people are concerned for forgery, so nobody lends that out. Kiss for Arniki. What about these purse or money bags? No, nachash in moshli. It's viewed as a it's viewed as a bad sign to lend them out. It's uh, it's viewed as a bad sign to lend them out, so people don't lend them out. Alternatively. He says that uh, another way to explain this is to say that when our Mishnah really, alternatively, the, the Gemara seems to be saying that maybe objects you could, in fact, uh, use as as good a form of identification, even on a biblical level, because we just assume that it's his. We don't assume for borrowing. Originally, we did assume that it's for borrowing. There's another answer that says that maybe we don't assume that people are, are, are lending it out. And therefore, it is a good identification mark. However, in the case of the Mishnah, it's level three. Why? Because what you're the way what you're saying is just the color of the of the the way you're identifying it is the color of the object of the of the clothing or of the object that he's holding. That is not sufficient. It's not enough just to say the color. That uh, that would be a, the the weakest form. That would be number three. Everybody agrees that that doesn't work on a biblical level, um, and so therefore that would not work. So just uh, to summarize in the end, it, uh, it was a bit of a complicated Gemara. To summarize in the end, we, we do have the face is the highest form because that's not just an identification mark. Perhaps that's, that's to be a sign. That's just recognizing the person. But when it comes to um, identifying uh, through marks, there's really three categories. There's the highest level, which is the best form. Um, perhaps a, a mole would be, uh, the Gemara suggested would fit that. Then you have this middle ground of different objects uh, and identifying different objects as, as a mark. Now, when it comes to objects, maybe it's only objects that a person wouldn't normally lend uh, to another person. If they would normally lend it, maybe we're concerned that he, somebody else is borrowing it. Uh, however, the Gemara suggests that maybe no, maybe we just assume that whatever a person's holding is really is really his. There's a concept that uh, that whatever a person's holding is really his, and therefore that would suffice. Uh, but there's certainly a, a third level of identification which which would not work on a biblical level, which is just the weakest form, which is a general form of 
uh, identifying something which is just it's red or white or it's tall or short, that everybody agrees to would only work on a rabbinic level. So that is your your gen, that is the general picture here of, in terms of identification. Uh, the Gemara will have many many more cases as we go through this, this different this topic about how to identify and what will be as viewed as sufficient testimony to say that this is the person who actually who actually died. We'll continue with this Gemara in the next recording.